0: Welcome to episode fifty three of the Permaculture Pimp Cast, the only pimp cast on planet Earth where we discuss permaculture preparedness, and practical living. Remember, PIMP stands for Permaculture Is My Passion. How you doing, son?
1: Good, how are you?
0: I'm good. This is Billy and William, and we are a father and son team, dropping it all over every platform you're listening to us on. This episode brought to you by TwoOldCrows.com, where they sell Hickory Ridge Soap.
1: Turn that simp into a pimp.
0: Bam! Also, EMP Shield, 50 bucks off with promo code perma p-e-r-m-a also brought to you by harvest right freeze dryers you can see it all down in the show notes y'all also if you want to check us out and tip a pimp you can do it on the fountain app yeah yeah
1: Yeah, that's a trending hashtag on there catch jack and tip a pimp
0: well how about that you gotta love it cool thing about that fountain app y'all once again you can listen to all your podcasts on there. Also, you can go ahead and use some Bitcoin or Satoshi. I can never seem to re- pronounce that word. Sats.
1: I think they just yeah, go sats. by sats.
0: Yeah. So you can, you can tip us. You can do all that. Um, you know, it's a really cool app anyway. All right, y'all. Tip of the day. Appeal to authority is the most effective logical fallacy. Here's what I'm getting at with that everywhere you see, whether it's on a billboard and like, there's a list of logical fallacies of the most common logical fallacies. Now I could go deep into the woods as far as why I named those pigs initially who, what, where, when, why, and how the trivium. But let me just break it down to this. There's a bunch of different things that when you hear, I mean, you could fill entire volumes just by watching MSNBC, Fox news, you name it, take your pick. There are all of these fallacies that they use, but one of the most effective over the last couple of years has been the appeal to authority. Son, do you want to say what that is?
1: Well, I mean, it can be done as simply with like a picture, like a a picture of a doctor in a lab coat on a billboard making some sort of statement like this. This injection's uh, safe and effective.
0: Yeah. So by virtue of you seeing that person in a lab coat who you don't know, yeah. It is it is making your mind. If you if you're not trained in this sort of thing, some people naturally have this programming. But there was a time in history where if you were a freed Roman slave, the first thing you were required to do is go out and an obtain an education in the trivium. Well, basically, what it is is a mental antivirus. I can I could probably do an entire well actually well, yeah, entire, we several just do shows a, on that a show on it. But I taught William this when he was very very young. And it's like a mental antivirus. But the point being is just because a person has a degree, remember, Joseph Mingala was also an MD, you dig? Um, Dr. Fauci, MD, or somebody that has a title, whether it's a president, prime minister, senator, congressperson, you get the point.
1: Pastor. Yes. It could even be your pastor.
0: Yeah. By yeah. no
1: means am I talking about Pastor Lon.
0: Amen to that. <laughs> But generally, just because that person holds that title does not give them a greater share of common sense than what you, me, or anybody else has. YouTube personality. Bam. (laughs) Present company excluded. (laughs) No, but don't even trust us in terms of, you know, try everything. We're supposed to. Look at all these different things that just because a person is some sort of expert, we all dismiss what we know where you got that little feeling in, in you. For some of us, it's that Holy Spirit that's telling you, I don't know about that. Maybe you ought to take another look. Or, hey, this doesn't seem right to me. Look, there's a whole lot of us, whether it's listening to like what what William said, whether it's a billboard or a YouTube personality or even a podcaster. Yes, we're throwing ourselves in the mix. Go out there, check it for yourself.
1: Or a commercial. There you go. That's where a lot of it is done right there. Yeah. In between your show, which is a big part of it, too. Well, there's
0: a reason they call it programming. Yeah. Yeah. So, as always, we try to weave a tapestry with every show, and there's a big reason I'm telling you that because so many people, especially now, I mean, it was always that way. In fact, you can go back, like I said, I probably ought to do an entire episode on this, but real quickly, Plato's, this was always true. Um, It was illegal once upon a time in America to teach a slave to read. Back in Rome, it was illegal to teach a slave the trivium. You know, all these things, it's because if you you have a subjugated population, you want to keep them in the dark. Up until about 150, 160 years ago, this basic form of thinking was taught in every one-room schoolhouse. Well, all went away when they started making compulsory education. But think about that. Don't believe anybody on the basis of credentials, no matter where they're coming from. All right. So let's get into the real stuff, son. Farm news. I mean, everybody. Okay. It's the day after Christmas. I got to announce
1: it got up to 34 degrees today and it felt balmy. Yeah. (laughs) I was out
0: in a sweatshirt. Yeah. When you're in negative (laughs) 17. Yeah. (laughs) Freezing still feels like it's better. Yeah. No, I was kidding on. I even said it in the last video we did that. You know, look on the price that it's going to get up to zero. I never, when I left Alaska, I never thought I'd ever say that again, but here we are. I mean, I don't think some people found that very funny, especially when I was down at the farm store uh, today and had a lot of information. It's funny because at the farm store, you can kind of get caught up on all the local news that's going on.
1: Dad gets caught up. I I don't. I somehow make it a five minute trip.
0: Dad gets stuck there. I make sure uh, there's... And I'm I, there's something else I need to talk about in the future. Um, you know, typically I'm that kind of person that I just want to go in there, get my stuff, and get out. I make myself every time, every time I can. Ever since we moved to really Texas, and really got on the ball when I got to North Carolina, where if I see somebody standing there, I'm going to talk to you, and I'm not really care. I'm not really caring about the rejection. I mean, clearly, if it's somebody that doesn't want to be bothered, you know, you walk away. But that almost never happens. You go up to somebody and, you know, tell them what's up. Anyway, down at the farm store, everybody there had busted pipes. And I walked over on the shelf over there. I went around a corner. Uh, Carrie, who runs his farm store owner, actually, I go around there. I say, you see one of these? I'm holding up one of them incandescent light bulbs. Yeah. I said, you know, you could take one of these and keep your pipes from freezing. And uh, she's just shaking her head like, me, daddy. Mama, everybody got their pipes busted last night. She said, yeah, she said every, or night before. She was saying everybody had their pipes busted. Um, You know, use that light bulb, y'all. It's the easiest way to change. I mean, I know it's not, it's easier said than done. They make this stuff called Heat Trace. There's a whole different variety of products out there you could buy, but the cheapest way of going about it, just a little bit of insulation and a uh, incandescent light bulb. And our well is outside. It's not covered. Yeah.
1: Pays to be a plumber right now.
0: Boy, they are. Make, well, it'd be uncomfortable to be a plumber right now, too, because yeah. nobody wants to work out in that stuff. Well, this bomb cyclone, um, so we, we covered it before, but I'm going to talk about it once again, just briefly. What did you notice the day before that happened? What did your mom say oh. every single time inclement weather rolls in?
1: I noticed today as well. So every time there's inclement weather, they always predict it's going to be way worse than it's going to be. But they also don't change it when it's not way worse than what it's going to be like. um, okay, for today, example, the high was supposed to be 20, like 22 or 24 or something like that. That was the high. Um, And then I mean, obviously, it was 34 today. So they were wrong about that, but they never changed it on the weather app.
0: Yeah, 12 degrees off. Yep. Yeah. So And like then you-
1: also they'll say, so, okay, so the 24-hour period is from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. Today's low should be within that time range. Instead, what they're doing is tomorrow's low, if that's lower than today's low, they'll add that to today's low, but today's low will never reach that low because that's tomorrow's low, and it might right, not even midnight. reach that low. And it sounds confusing, but that's how they keep
0: it. He's been keeping up with this for a while. He's been telling me about it for a while. <laughs> I'm and not mad
1: at all about it. No, I'm not,
0: no, you've been telling me about this, and I, I, I started, you know, catching on and like, man, you're right. This is absolutely insane. So they're look, they lie about every single thing. But one of the things I really want to point out again is. Um, if you haven't seen Geoengineering Watch, they got a YouTube channel. You want to check it out, their latest documentary. I mean, this is unimpeachable stuff. But I'm up before, long before the sun comes up every single day. I'm out there, and son, you know how, well, they have this thing that's called BMNT, before morning nautical twilight. Yeah. You learn about this stuff in the army. Anyway, the sun's still below the horizon, but you got that hue coming off, yeah. and you can see what the sky looks like. It is, You know yeah. it's going to be a blue I day. I saw it
1: when I started Emily's car this morning. It was yeah. freezing then.
0: And what did you notice about the sky?
1: Blue. clear. should have yep. been
0: crystal clear. Yep. And then right before the sun is just, well, we live in the mountains, so you don't get the sunrise when everybody else gets the sunrise. But there's enough sun up there in the sky that right about that time, before we get going out there to knock out chores... I'm literally seeing them playing tic-tac-toe in the sky. Yeah. It, was, it should have been a blue sky. I am literally making myself watch as these trails behind these planes spread out. And next thing you know, I mean, your mom, boy, she's really starting to get ticked off about this. yeah. Because, and then, like she said, every major weather change every single time. She's far more observant than either one of us. And every single time, they're spraying like crazy. But they want to call you a conspiracy nut Look, and that's why I said how, how can we even take bigger news when you can't even get people to walk outside, look up in the sky, and then realize something ain't right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So now huh,
1: it's only hazy out whenever they fly a bunch of planes. And only sometimes do the planes leave streaks in the sky.
0: Yeah, how about that?
1: Only sometimes.
0: How about that? And then you know, well, most of the time here lately. Yeah. I'm sitting here watching yeah. this and I see this thing unfold and they're going, I'm like, you got you got to be kidding me, man. I mean, how are people not noticing this? Anyway, check out that documentary out there. But now, on the flip side of things here, most places, now it's going to be a massive warm-up. Okay, so your trees are going to get confused. Your plants are going to get confused. A lot of things are going to get confused, maybe even your animals, when you have it like this. Uh, There's a little bit too many coincidences going on here for me not to know. I mean, anybody says, well, they can't do this with weather. Well, go research Operation Popeye. As late as Vietnam, we know for a fact it is openly declassified what they were doing on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, flooding them out. It was it was effective back then. I don't know how many whistleblowers got to buy it, but because they didn't hear it on Fox News, they don't believe it. Yeah. So um, so you know, what do we got going on, some? I right now I'm working on that book still. And I'm doing it in pieces. And that's part of my little power list, which I'll cover in a minute. But what have you been up to?
1: Well, now that it's not freezing. Well, we did. You want to announce it? What's that? That?
0: Oh, well, yeah. Go ahead and tell them. All
1: right. We got a new segment. The latest thing I was working on was the uh, voicemail. So we now have a voicemail call-in line. So you guys can call in and leave a voicemail. Uh, Please don't leave it, like, 30 minutes long, though. Like, (laughs) Keep it reasonable.
0: Yeah. Try to try yeah. to stay within 30 seconds to a minute at the most. Um, Something like
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause there's going to be, there's a lot of, we get a lot of response uh, to every program and thank you very much for your support. Get emails. We get them also through the fountain app. Um, even some people are responding uh, in the Q and a thing. In fact, I'm going to cover one of them uh, that I got off of YouTube. That makes sense. I mean, because other people have been asking this question too, so I might as well hit it in a more direct sense, but we'll get well, into hold that. On,
1: let me give them the phone number. All right. That's 828-380-4419.
0: All right, so that's the number you want to call in, let it ring, um, leave your message, and we'll play it on air. We're working out some new tech, and honestly, one of the segments I really, 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 really really want to get to is where we have a live call-in line. I'm used to doing live radio. I mean... That's part of my background, part of what's in my wheelhouse. And there's always a cool, honest feel, even if you hear a uh, rebroadcast or hear something that wasn't live, when you hear live call-ins or when you do shows without editing, which we do, we don't edit anything. Yeah. Even with the music breaks, I mean, we (laughs) do it all the way through, no editing, and people think we're not, they think we're not telling
1: the truth. And then it goes up five minutes later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we do it, you know, it is what it is, but. Anyway, son, I am full dude. your mom has got to stop cooking man well she
1: she laid it off she laid off this this year she didn't do what she would typically do and cook for thirteen well, we had, people
0: yeah we had, well, not just that she she cooks for an entire platoon, yeah. even though there might be a handful of us here yeah um so yeah she, but man, there's still a whole lot of grub down there had a nice old ham, some of those potatoes she did, yep. You know, all that stuff left that over from yesterday. trail
1: mix. She hasn't made that trail mix in years. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And then cookies out oh my
1: goodness. Yeah, there's a bunch of cookies down there. I'm I'm
0: trying to hurry up and get rid of this stuff, y'all, because um You still have that
1: shoe fly pie down
0: there. Yeah. Shoe fly pie, y'all. That's a Pennsylvania Dutch a thing brownie I grew up. Down with. There. I don't even know how I'm gonna get there's to it ice all. cream. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just <laughs> losing their minds. Mostly me right now. And I'm getting to the point where I've hit saturation on that um, deer antler velvet. Oh, I'm like, yeah. okay, I was working good, but man, I've been overdoing it so much and I'm starting to put on a kangaroo pouch. So I'm, um, you know, once I eat this food up, cause I can't bear to let anything go to waste. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be back on the straight and narrow, and I'm going to straighten up and fly right. And I ain't going to wait till new year's to do any of that stuff. And I'm not, not much on uh new year's resolutions, but one other thing I wanted to add, and this was kind of a late thing. In fact, we were kind of late doing the show starting off the show because I had to finish up one last thing. Um, I started doing this power list thing every single day for as long as I can remember doing farm work. I always make a to do list. Okay. I think this might actually be helpful to a lot of people out there and yeah. I'm not going to go into great detail, but, um, most of us make a list. Well, when you live on a farm, when you run businesses, when you do all this, you get a hodgepodge. I thought I had a decent system where I'll put like a star towards things that really absolutely have to be done that day. And then if I get anything more than that, well, here's the problem. And I'm sure everybody else runs into it. Your mom does too. Yeah. So you, let's say on your list, you have, let's say clean the garage and you have send these emails or you have this, you got that. You got this long list of things to do. And then you find out that sometimes you're vacillating. You're sitting here wondering, okay, now what do I do? I got this done. I got this done. Now what's next important? Well, um, through Andy, um, for Zella for Zella. I can never remember that dude's last Andy name Andy Frizella. Yeah. So I've been listening to his podcast and been doing it on and off for a while. And now I really started taking it seriously and he's got this 75 hard program, which you know, I'll work my way into it. But the first thing he, I wanted to work on and get down was his notion of a power list yeah. on this list. And other people have different versions of it, but basically five critical tasks a day, not something routine, not like, you know, it can't be go out there and take care of the animals. That's not what we're talking about. Um, it's a critical task that makes you better and gets your work done and gives you a sense of accomplishment and goals. You don't make more than that. You don't make less. It's five critical tasks. And if you get them done at the end of the day, off to the side, which, son, you're looking at it right now. i got five on the list. Yep. And you'll notice all five are marked out. Yep. And um, That's a win. Yeah. So what you do, you write next to that win, which I'm going to do. Let me see. W-I-N exclamation point. So if you do everything on there, you, you put win. So you're making something of a journal. And for me, I'll just tell everybody what's on my list today. First day of doing it this way. I've been making the list forever in a day. First day of doing it this way. First day, day after Christmas, right? So on the list, I got work out. Number two, call the Ridge Ranger because I needed to get a hold of him yeah. concerning some work I need to square him away on. Um, work on this commentary for my book and get it sent off, which is what I, why we're late starting the show right now. Yeah clean the entire back of the house, which, you know, got done. And then pray. This is a big one right here is pray three times a day. Now that's in addition to the prayers that I'm doing as I'm walking around, trying not to lose my mind about certain things. <laughs> now, when I say pray th- three times a day where, I mean, I'm not, it's not like necessarily like the book of Daniel, where I'm going to open up the windows or anything like that. I mean, when I say pray, I mean like, get on my physical knees and pray three times a day that's in addition to the prayers i do with you and your mom yeah that's in addition to the prayers that me and your mom do at night before we go to bed and that's in addition to what i already do so it's creating in me number one great habits that i want to replicate now like frizella said you don't want to necessarily put you know brush your teeth on there unless that's a real problem for you but for me you know working out i'm like okay you always have, you know, everybody has an excuse for why you didn't work out, but you ain't never in your, in your life heard somebody give an excuse for why they didn't brush their teeth. So why?
1: Uh, some people have. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, that's fact. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean, when you get down to it, this is my People first.
1: will come up with excuses for anything. <laughs> they
0: will. They will. I mean, the point with this list is to get you to create, to get you used to winning. Because there's nothing more disheartening than you got this list of tasks that you have on there. And almost certainly yours is every bit as long as mine. And then you don't get as much done. I can think of only two times in the last five years where I ever got every single thing done on that list. Or you got things on there that require a lot of time. For example, me and your mom were talking earlier, and the part that would throw her out Like is, is the website's been driving her crazy. Right. And she's been wanting to get it fixed up but it's a monumental task and she's doing things she's never had to do before and learn these things.
1: But she wrote down on her list, uh, fix website, which is a huge monumental. task. So how did she adjust it? She had to break it up into pieces.
0: Right. So like
1: fix one aspect about the website, take at a these time.
0: pictures. Right, right. And then take this. So with me in the garage, I'm thinking, okay, I got to clean this garage. Well, it's a monumental task. So what I'm going to do tomorrow, what's going, what's going to be on my new list is clean the center part of the garage. And then maybe the next day, the right side, and then the left side. So your big tasks, you can break them down into bite-sized pieces. And before you know, you're sitting here looking at a journal. I mean, it feels good to go over there and look at that thing right now that I just said over there, and I put a big, giant W-I-N for that day. Now, there's going to be some days you don't get it done. And I'm not looking forward to that. But i got to say, the feeling of elation that I have right now of knowing that these are critical I did a bunch of other stuff on top of that. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking about making a little adjustment. Like, okay, I got those done. But in addition to that, look what else I got done. I can honestly say today was one of the most efficient days I've had. And this is my first day into it. Just by breaking it down to those five critical tasks, I can honestly say today was probably the most productive day I've had in six months. And it was and I got to say that first day of doing this power list is, I mean, I can't imagine what else it was Yeah. because I'm like, okay, I got this to get done. I got that to get done. I got all these other things, but I got these critical tasks that had to be done today. So I knock them off of my big list. And then tomorrow, before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to write up another five and I'm gonna hop, hop to it in the morning. There you go. So it's your own list. It can be whatever you want. But I wanted to let everybody know, I wanted to let everybody know that, you know, there are resources out there. Like I said, he's got this 75 hard program that once I master this powerless thing, and I feel like I got that down, I'm getting down to this 75 hard thing and my first inclination was to change it up to what fits me and then yeah. i heard him talk about no you don't change nothing <laughs> and if you don't do it all well you got to start back over again yep. but that's going to be another day if you day.
1: miss a day you have to start over
0: you know next time we do next time we do another show i'll let you know how my power list is going and folks give it a shot check out what he's saying here and give it a shot see let me know if it's working for you because First day into this, I mean, that's clearly not scientific, you know, one day in. We're going to need a little bit of time on this thing. But so far, I feel fantastic just because I did everything on that list and a whole host of other things that aren't on that list. All right, with that said, y'all, we're going to pass it on over to the homesteading pastor himself.
2: The Bible says in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I believe we're being told in this scripture here that we need to be quick to listen. Listen more than we speak. When we hear things, whether it's something we agree with or disagree with, to make sure we speak correctly, we should be patient, take it to the Lord in prayer, and not allow it to make us angry or anxious. Because it said in verse 20, a wrath, the wrath of man or an angry man cannot work the righteousness of God. Most of the time, when we're angry, we act in the flesh and not in the spirit.
0: Well, Pastor Lon hit it out the park on that one yet again. Yeah, he did. Um, and, you know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, man. That is, there's is, is a lot of times there's not been a thing he said so far, or things that he said to me privately, or or that I've heard that I don't feel to a certain extent that it's directed at me and it should be because this is one of those areas where I need correction. I mean, there are people that you feel like done you wrong, people that you feel like, you know, you've gone out of your way to do everything for or help out, whatever the case may be. And then, or it could be as simple as somebody just cutting you off on a highway or driving like they ain't got no sense. It could be anything like that. And, um, you know, I'm I'm going back to that book of James, you know, where, Good night. Just a study of that made me rethink how I say things, mostly to my family. It's always to the people you love most that you're short with. And I've been working really hard to try to improve that. And um, thank you, Pastor Lon, once again. All right, we're going to get into the bad news, good news segment. (laughs) Well, that was was actually a pause
1: between bad news and good news. Yeah,
0: well, there was good news, actually. If you count what Pastor Lon did, it was good news, bad news, now good news. Yeah. So, all right. So, all right, just hear this out, y'all. This one came from, oh, shoot, it was all over Mint Press. Revealed the former Israeli spies working in top jobs at Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. I don't care what you think about Israel or what. Look, at the end of the day, it's another country. You know, it's the only country where senators, congressmen and women, you can have dual citizenship with Israel and nobody bats an eyebrow. But, you know, if it's with any other country, I mean, they would land based you. Well, here they are. I'm sure the Israeli people are wonderful in so many different ways. And like us, they got a jacked up, screwed up government that does a lot of awful things. In fact, yeah i can I can give you some honest um, well,
1: they might be the testing grounds before us, some would say
0: yeah, yeah, some would say so I'm not dogging the people, but their government is every bit as corrupt as ours, and um, if you only knew what they did like under um oh president uh I can't even believe I call it Lyndon Johnson okay um the u s s liberty yeah and what happened there it's one of the most Buried stories in history where, and and this is a fact, y'all. This is not, I mean, it's It's out there. Really good documentary called Sacrificing Liberty. It's a four-part, I think it's a four-part series. You can check it out at True News. And um, just one of many. If you talk to the veterans there, what Israel did to the USS Liberty, trying to start up basically a nuclear attack with uh, Egypt at the time, like I said, this is part of that occulted history you don't know anything about. So the government of Israel isn't as awesome as you might think it is. But dig this. I mean, you got Israel's, they call it um, 8200. Uh, they're unit 8200. Basically, it's a bunch of Israeli spies working in American corporations on American soil doing who knows what. Working at Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, and a number of other places as well. Mm. So that's bad news. It's another country. I don't care what you think about Israel. You're talking about another country and the influence that they have in this country. Now I know a lot of people are not going to like what I got to say here. And I'm no, uh, believe me, I ain't no fan of Kanye West. And what I'm saying has absolutely nothing to do with what he said. <laughs> okay. I was no, about to say. no, somebody's going go to
1: go off the deep end. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm
0: saying Kanye West to me is an idiot. I mean, I've heard this man yeah. speak numerous times and You get on somebody's show and you dress up in a mask, you're a bloody idiot. Every time I've heard this guy speak, I'm like, why would anybody listen to this guy? He's all over the place. He sounds like a complete moron. So I'm not taking my marching orders from him. I'm just saying this is another country that has enormous influence in so many different ways. I don't care what you say. I mean, like I said, every government on this planet is wicked for the most part. Um, well, I can think of a few exceptions, but all those people have been largely murdered by our government. Um, some of them quite recently, actually, when they were opposed to, uh, what was going on with the COVID mandate. Wait,
1: the principalities are wicked dead.
0: Yeah. How about that (laughs) in high places? Yeah. Imagine that. Well, spiritual wickedness in high places, but yeah, you know, don't think that there are any exception y'all. And the history books are long with all the seedy stuff that not just, the, the, all these other countries but our own government are doing. So I'm just trying to get you to wake up here and realize, okay, I don't care if it's Israel. I don't care who it is. It wouldn't matter what the country is. I would be absolutely aggravated if intelligence forces, which almost certainly there are from, I don't care. I'd be just as upset if it were Russian. They could come from Canada. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could be Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could be doing all this stuff, and I would still have a problem with it. And if you get down and you read the brass tacks on this article, in fact, many would say, many are making the claims that these same operatives are the ones that are, um, um, go. what do you call that? When you make everybody disappear, you can't see the responses. Same things as, oh, as shadow banning. Uh, yeah. A lot of these guys are in charge of that <laughs> stuff. So um, just, just give it a thought out there. Like I said, just every single government for the most part on this planet is wicked for my judgment. So do what you want with that information. All right. So for every bad news thing, I'm going to give you a good news thing. And this is going to be a good news thing that doesn't (laughs) sound like it's good news. Okay. Okay. So, man, I I can't even say this. You got Zelensky from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Stand up in the joint session of Congress. (laughs) Unfurl his flag, but he's dressed up there. Okay. When you met, I know for a fact, do you remember the one time you met a Russian mobster back in Kansas? Don't say his name. Yeah. Don't say his name. But he was a friend of mine, and he was a Russian. He was for—I mean, for real—he was a friend of mine, and uh, yeah, he and his cousin. What did they always wear every time you saw him? Well, you saw him just well, that one time. I mean, but.
1: There was always it was a, like a, it was like a sweat. You see a jewelry. <laughs> yeah, tech. There, was, there it, was. They were like. Like almost in uniform. Like yeah, typical. They were dressed Russian like Zelensky uniform.
0: There you go. <laughs> they were dressed like Zelensky, every last one of them. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This clown shows up. You telling me he ain't got a suit? And <laughs> here's why this is good news, is because this is so incredible. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Winston Churchill showing up in something like that? Man, or, or anybody else who had ever showed up and you would think the solemnity of the occasion would consider you to maybe consider a suit? Nope. (laughs) This dude shows up there. Man, I guess he deserves that money for kissing Nancy Pelosi. I mean, he's out there. I mean, I was like, man, this is awkward. This is weird. But here's why it's good news. It's because this clown show is starting to become so outrageous that even, I got to think that even the biggest trendy out there has got to start to be asking critical questions.
1: They got to be at this point. They got to be like, all right, let's let's see what we can get away with, guys. Wear I mean, a tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, wear <laughs> a tracksuit. Look like suit. a Russian mobster. <laughs> get,
0: yeah, but on the downside of that, you know, all these billions, billions and billions, hundred billion or more sent over there so far. Probably a lot more than that, just to go over there, get funneled right back to here. They take a little cut. Everybody's getting a cut. All these senators and congressmen and women, they're getting a cut. But anyway. It's idiotic lunacy like that that has got to be making even some of the most blockheaded leftists start to ask critical questions.
1: Well, some of the I saw a clip on YouTube. Some of the leftists are apparently asking some questions because one of them was saying we could spend a fraction of what we sent to Ukraine and end homelessness in America.
0: Yeah. You couldn't put a couple (laughs) of bucks on the southern border. I mean, come on. Crying out loud, man. Um, here's another one It seems like bad news, but it's actually good news, I think. Because, frankly, nothing wakes you up quicker than discomfort, all right? Nothing will get you to ask critical questions. You know, nothing makes you see the light like the days of darkness, okay? So, check this out. Audit in Arizona ballots. 42.5% of random samples were fraudulent in the last Arizona election. Okay, so I'm trying to take... Almost half. Yes. And that was just like, hey, we're going to pull a sample. So 42% of the samples you pulled, like, hey, we're just going to pick some random. Oh, well, we got a bad batch here. Let's throw them back. I mean, for real.
1: It's not like, oh, man, we missed one.
0: Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So this is another one of those things. It's awful news. But y'all, like I said before, you're not going to wake up the American public. I dare say the world until we have hit a point of depravity. We have literally hit a point of depravity that the only antidote known to humankind is the crucible of really hard times. And I'm not saying this in a flip kind of way. I mean this. I mean, there's only been one example in history, and you know that's Nineveh, and that could be arguable because they ended up getting blasted anyway. So I wonder how
1: many people there actually are if they're, if it's 44% wrong, either they added 44% to the wrong side, 42.5. okay, 42 point okay. <laughs> if, it's, if it's 50% wrong like are they adding 50% or are they changing to make it 50% wrong? Because then the population should be different than what's actually there in which we actually have lower populations than what they're saying.
0: Well, Chile and Brazil, I got a feeling are about to set things right for the whole world, especially Brazil. I mean, we are a banana republic at this point. If you don't have the fidelity of your elections, you are officially a banana republic. Yeah. So the good thing about this is this discomfort, and I'm i am being very charitable in using that word, what's about to go down right now, and this is why we're doing this podcast. It's why we do the YouTube. We're trying to get everybody to go out there see this stuff for what it is. Look up in the sky, look around, look at these politicians, look at the corruption. Like I always say, you better wake up and smell the corruption or you will fall asleep drinking the hemlock. Ain't no two ways about that. All right, y'all, when we get back, we're going to get down to brass taxes, my problem and Williams problems with permaculture. Oh yeah. Some of that temptation's done. <laughs> Tell me that ain't a jam.
1: That's better. It's no, definitely I, better.
0: You yeah. know, there's something about that old music, man. I really prefer listening to whether it's old country, old uh, Motown. I mean, you name it old music, man. It just the stuff. Uh, maybe I am getting old. I don't know. I just don't hear a whole lot. I don't listen to radio at all. I mean,
1: yeah, I can't remember the last time I intentionally listened to the radio.
0: But when I have okay, so you go to Tractor Supply. Every time I go in there, I hear this new stuff they call Country, and it ain't.
1: Well, the only station we get is NPR. Well, and out here, who wants to freaking do that to themselves?
0: Yeah, well, I do it from time to time because I want to know what my enemy thinks, and that means also my enemy is oh, Fox News, well, CNBC,
1: NPR, all of them. If you're checking NPR, they don't.
0: What do you mean they don't? If they
1: don't think.
0: <laughs> well, that's a fact. <laughs> I mean. It's it's so one-sided, it's unbelievable. But anyway, I love these old jams. So, problems with permaculture.
1: NPR, uh, sorry, Dad. NPR is for those, like, the coffee shop hipsters. Yeah. That's what it's for. The yeah. ones that think they're way more intelligent than they actually are just because they're a hipster.
0: I listen to NPR. Yeah, yeah, so you can go in there. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, son. But it's all, I mean, if you're, if, there's a reason they call it programming. Look, if you're not... Seeking music, news, videos, movies, documentaries. If you're not seeking them, if they are marketed to you in many ways, if they are on the main screen, I mean, if they are just offered up to you, then you got to be asking critical questions. I mean, think about it,
1: especially if it's free.
0: Well, think about it. Classic rock station. You go on any job site, they're going to have it on the classic rock station and it drives you crazy. Every single day, they play the same songs practically at the same times. You mean to <laughs> tell me Led Zeppelin only had five songs? Yeah. I mean, come on. How many
1: albums did they have? They had more albums than they than they play songs. Yeah, but
0: the, the point being is that they play the same stuff over and over. There's a reason why all of this stuff is called programming. And take it from a guy that worked in this industry for a little while. I know exactly how it works. And you're dealing with some, especially these uh, people that read the news. Yeah. There's some of the... I'm being nice when I say this, but they are some of the dumbest human beings I ever met in my life. (laughs) I mean, you ask them about a story they just read and they have no idea what they're talking about. It could even be a talk radio person and they still don't know, but son, let's get down to brass tacks. I'm messing this up. Problems with permaculture. Now clearly we're the permaculture pimp cast and, um, You and I did a video like early on in YouTube days talking about this.
1: Yeah, I think we was in North Carolina, right? Yeah, we were. We definitely
0: were. We were on a porch. Yep. And uh, we did that one a while back. It was like our version of a front porch talk. And there were some people, and maybe some now, that are going to. Here's the problem with permaculture, as I see it right off the bat. Here's why so many people are turned off from it. Here's why people don't even use the word permaculture. Take somebody like Danny from Deep South. Okay,
1: we had the same biggest problem then.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the biggest problem is, is that when you say, you bring up the word permaculture, a lot of these lunatics on the left, typically the um, purple breathers, the purple as you call breeders. them. purple breathers. Yeah, a lot of these people are the sanctimonious types. And they'll say, oh, you're ate up, blah, blah, blah. You're not doing this. Or they just get down their... You have no background in farming whatsoever. You get done with a permaculture design certificate and you go out there and tell some old timer that's been doing this for 40 years yep. that he's been doing it all wrong. And you wonder why nobody wants to hear permaculture. Or you take like a long time craftsperson, whether electrician, plumber, gas person, I mean, welder, you name it. And then all of a sudden they come across these people and this is their exposure to permaculture. And they're like, don't want anything to do with it.
1: Take a framer and tell him to build a mandala garden and tell him it's more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. So at for the end of, large production,
0: the problem with permaculture right off the bat is the people,
1: right? Yeah. I
0: mean, this is going. I know this sounds like, like, why would you honor? Why would you be associated with it? Because I'm taking it back. Well, they just, also think like
1: hippie, dirt-worshipping, commune-living, you know, pagan as yeah, well. That's, yeah. a, that's a, also what they're thinking. Like, they're all they're naked under those overalls and playing in dirt.
0: Well, you know what? A Christian-American, heterosexual, pro-gun libertarian also has a role in this. And we're the people that are ne- least represented in this forum. Yep, And there's a lot of people. In fact, I was watching one to kind of do a little bit of research before this. There's this one lady out in uh, the Pacific Northwest. Total nut job.
1: Well, that that was well, redundant. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them out
0: there. There's a lot of them out Sorry, here, too. God.
1: No, there's, there's some good people out there.
0: No, no. There's a lot of wonderful people out there. But I'm talking, this one's around the Portland area. And, um, you know, typical blah, 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 blah. A bunch of that... um Word salad stuff that yeah. all, man, you know exactly what I'm talking In about. The
1: hipster glasses, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Where they sit here and they go on about, they think they're being deep by throwing a bunch of big words and phrases and cliches and platitudes together. And when you listen to what they're saying, you're like, what? What, what did yep. they just say? Nothing. They speak. They it's like Shakespeare nothing. said, they speak yet, they say nothing. What of that? And that's exactly what, that's why so many people are turned off from permaculture. Maybe, maybe we can have a role in trying to turn that around yeah. because it doesn't have to be that way. If you look at the biggest, most powerful voices in permaculture, these were people that actually walked the talk and they weren't lazy. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of lazy permaculture people out there where, you know what? I know all the theory. I know all this, but I'm a storyteller. I shouldn't go out there and get work Son, how many people are in that role? There's a lot of simps in permaculture. Yes. There's a lot of simps. There's a lot of them that need
1: Hickory Ridge soap. Bam. Watch that simp off.
0: Word. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about, man, is this is what most people see when they hear permaculture or they find some effeminate dude out there. If that's the way you roll, that's your business. But you know what? I mean, what's wrong with – it's like I often said, man. I mean, you if you have any bass in your voice and you go out here and you speak about these things – then there's that certain segment, especially when it comes to me, because some where, where is the biggest, okay. Everybody wants to talk racism these days. Where are the biggest segment of racists that exists out there? Liberals. Yes. Yeah. And you know, what folks, I'm going to qualify this because just, and I can think of one that I'm going to see here and I'm, I'm going to be speaking at a local event. Oh, I'm one of the speakers there. And one of the guys that's one of the movers and shakers there. And I hope you're listening, Jack. Um, one of the guys there
1: is not Jack Spearco. No, no. (laughs) Jack is a general term.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not you, Jack. The other Jack, Jack. Anyway, this dude is going to be there. And I went to a couple of farmers meetings with this guy and he was all over. I mean, honestly, I never had a guy kiss my butt more in my life and it was aggravating to me. And then all of a sudden he went over there and watched some of our videos, particularly the front porch talks. Next time I saw that dude, man, you would swear I hadn't taken a bath in a year.
1: But you got him mother the short hairs because he's a racist if he doesn't like
0: you. Well, that's exactly what I've seen, son. Yeah, Is that the biggest? Because they have these low, it's the bigotry of low expectations. And it's those sanctimonious permaculture types like this guy that think, oh, well, here's a, here's a person of color that doesn't know he's supposed to be a victim. I ain't nobody's victim. And I definitely ain't your victim. And I definitely ain't your nappy-headed hoe. Yeah, I said it and I'm going to say it to every other you idiots out there that are in this permaculture space. I'm not going to hold my tongue anymore. I'm not going to be Mr. Nice Guy anymore to you people out there who want to claim racism every time you turn around. Well, you're the biggest racist out there because I do think for myself and because I don't see the world in the framework that you think I ought to see it in, in your sanctimonious worldview, um, somehow I'm an Uncle Tomahawk. That's what they got to call me, son.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The trap is just sneakier this time. It's not like for like for them to acquire slaves. Cause I mean, they, they purchased slaves like get out that movie, get out. That was only kind of a joke. Like liberals really do. I mean, they are like making this purchase by saying like, all right, you pretend like you are a, um, like, uh like you're underprivileged black person or whatever, you pretend that and we'll keep bringing you funding, but you have to keep pretending that right. even though, you know, it's not true. And some people, and I'm sure there's a lot of black people that are taking that knowing it's not true, Absolutely. but they're taking it because it's an easy check.
0: Abs son. Bam boy. Yeah, you... you gave
1: me a funny look at first. Like you didn't know where I was going. No, I'm saying you're doing
0: inside baseball with this movie that maybe everybody hasn't seen. I, no, you
1: haven't seen it. Most people have seen it. I, well, I haven't seen it. Yeah.
0: Well, Well, in this case, you're absolutely right. It's these sanctimonious permaculture types like that. Those are the only racists I've met in the last 10 years. They're slave owners. There you go. They're slave owners. Well, I ain't on your plantation, and I ain't going to be. And that's why I can't stand a lot of these people. They, okay... Maybe I should have listened to Pastor Lon earlier where it'd be slow to to speak, slow to anger, slow to wrath, but I'm going to call this righteous indignation. It took us
1: 45 minutes to get mad. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty slow. Okay, yeah,
0: give me a... Okay, (laughs) I'll probably get a break on that one, Pastor Lon, but the point being is that a lot of these people are just lazy. I mean, there's another problem with permaculture that I have is... You go out there and talk to Joe Blow, the farmer out there, like he's doing everything wrong, and maybe he or she is. How, how much money- Where do money you get off to possibly tell them anything when you ain't never got your hands dirty in a
1: day in your life? How much money do you think you could be you could make being the poster child for how many businesses in Asheville? Who, me? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But I'd have to go in there and play like I'm somebody yep. I'm
1: not. Go in there and play like a victim. You speak well. You're intelligent. You can read a script.
0: Okay, I'm already yeah. disqualified.
1: No, 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 you're overqualified.
0: (laughs) No, I'll tell you what I (laughs) did. I'm going to actually video that, do like that one guy, uh, Hotep Jesus, go in there and ask for my reparations coffee and see what happens. Oh, man. You didn't even have to ask. You got candy that one time. Well, ask mom the first time we came here. (laughs) Yeah. They were falling all over me. I said, woman, it's like I'm Michael Jackson up in here. Yep. I mean, they were falling all over themselves. And, of course, I didn't know the lay of the land by then. And I still love where I live. I love the mountains. I love everything about it. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of these people because you're, they're most of them are giving people a bad name. You look at people like Jeff Lawton, who by your own admission, and Eric's also, Eric Sider, that he works everybody under the table for the most part.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, part of that is just how efficient he works. Like, he, his movement is so efficient that it's like, like while he's weeding a garden, I can be going as fast as I possibly can, but I can't keep up because I'm not as efficient as he is.
0: But that's okay, so that's Jeff Lawton. He's Bill,
1: grabbing weeds on the way to grab weeds.
0: But the point being is that that is Jeff, the yeah. Jeff Lawton, yep. the pimp daddy of permaculture himself, okay? And he's out there busting his hump. Bill Mullison clearly wasn't lazy. Um, and then somehow it's like some of the biggest movers and shakers out there, the people that people see most, they are massive turnoffs. To the people out there that have spent a lifetime doing physical work, I've often said that if skilled trades, if we could get the skilled trades out there, the carpenters, electricians, plumbers, um, you name it, if we could get the skilled trades interested in permaculture, they would turn the whole landscape upside down.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to get their attention with, this is the
0: permaculture pimp cast. Yeah, yeah, if we said that, yeah, If I we,
1: whisper into the mic.
0: Yeah, if we did something like that, it's not going to it's not going to get a hold of these people. So look, if you're from that side of the fence, I mean, knock yourself out. If that's what if you want to fancy yourself, I I've heard this other guy, he's he's averse to doing any work because he's cut out to be a storyteller. Well, okay, and then he complains about how he can't put bread on the table.
1: Cuz there's a four-letter word for that.
0: Oh, it's and it's profane, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Simp. It's I was gonna profane. say that. I was gonna say that word is
0: no, no. That four-letter word was work. Oh, <laughs> that's that. Four, that's that four-letter word I'm talking about. But something is also that thing with the third ethic. I mean, so,
1: okay. I mean, maybe he's, maybe it's a legit thing. He can be a storyteller. He can tell stories about other people achieved things. Yeah,
0: tell stories about
1: being unemployed. That's his lot in life. No, he gets to tell other people about how, he gets to tell people about how other people achieved things. Yeah, okay. That's what he gets to do for the rest of his life. Okay,
0: then you monetize that. Make that, put bread on the table for you and don't complain about how you can't, how you can't put bread on the table because you're a storyteller. Well, okay, or go tell th- better stories. Dr.
1: Seuss got paid.
0: Bam. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's the Wokies. But, son, why don't you tell them about the ethics and where you come down on that?
1: Well, the third ethic, a lot of people think it's fair share. Well, let's share. go
0: from the beginning because people may not know what the permaculture ethics are.
1: So the first permaculture ethic is earth care. And then the second is people care. And then the third, the real third is return the surplus to the first two ethics. Um, It was originally set limits to population, but if you, I mean, it makes sense, but it has to be explained to a lot of people. A lot of people immediately thought like genocide and eugenics. That's not at all what it means. It will self-correct. Yeah. It'll self-correct. Like if we have 500 sheep, eventually the correct number will die off. So where we have the appropriate amount of sheep on this pasture, but that's, getting into the weeds, um, what they've, what the communists have done, have taken the third ethic and have made it fair share. Well, the issue with fair share is that you're actually robbing the earth. If I take fair share and I take that ethic and I apply it to the garden, right? 75% of the plant material that comes from the garden, maybe even more is stuff that I can't eat. Like look at a tomato plant. How much of that like organic matter do you actually eat? Maybe five percent of that organic matter, maybe fifteen percent if you're really good with tomatoes. But like the other seventy-five percent is gonna get turned into compost, but under fair share, I have to do I have to consume that other fifty percent somehow. That that doesn't make any sense. Depending on how you define it. So well, okay, so but the point is is you take simple logic and destroy communism. So there.
0: Well, son, there. Well, simple logic. Well, some of them think, and when you say fair share, it's too ambiguous because that also implies that somebody else could be entitled to what I'm producing. Right? We've been down that road, and we've talked about it right here on this show. Um, That communistic or commune structure, whatever you want to call it, it ain't. It doesn't work for me. It may work for you, but um, I'm all about reaping the rewards and then giving away. Remember, go back to that episode where we talk about the four ways to spend money. The most efficient way, without a doubt, is you, that quadrant where it's most efficient, is you spending your money on your interests.
1: Or, or fair share could also be like you living in a commune, and you have fair share with everybody within that commune. You raise up a, a cow, and somebody thinks they're entitled to 25% of that cow in exchange for 25% of their loofahs.
0: Sounds awful similar <laughs> to what somebody as of late have said, where you'll own nothing and be happy. Yep. Well, that's the biggest problems we have. Uh, and honestly, it's the woke. I mean, you can't throw a rock without hitting permaculture designers where we live. Okay. And there are some good ones. There are some.
1: You should be able to spot them by their yard, though.
0: Yes, you should. I think you should spot them, honestly, by what they've done and what they do.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, there should be evidence. If you're successful at this, there ought to be some level of evidence that you are. And this highly critical nature of these people, honestly, it comes down to these people that um, are the least productive human beings in a spot where you ought to be bursting at the seams with productivity. I don't see it in in these folks. I haven't seen it for a long, long time. Now,
1: as far as, like, some of the uh, design aspect failures in permaculture, do you have any, like, uh, thoughts on that? Like, I remember, was it Curtis Stone that came out with that one video? Yeah. Um, uh, like, his problem with permaculture?
0: Yeah, um, and it was kind of misunderstood. And I, I don't really, because we could spend a whole podcast talking about that.
1: Well, I have, a, I have, I think, a simple solution to a lot of the issues that he had. And if it's, it's poor design. If you're trying to have a commercial orchard and someone suggests to you a food force, that's poor design. That's not a good design at all. So, of course, a food force is not going to work in that application. But if you're trying to have an orchard that's incognito that people aren't going to readily recognize, then a commercial orchard full of apples is not the way to go.
0: Right. you got to give <laughs> something food up.
1: Forest. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's poor design and poor choices before the project is started, I think, is the issue that Curtis Stone has with permaculture and issues with uh, designs within permaculture. Like there is a beauty aspect to like mandala gardens. Sometimes it just makes sense because it's off your back porch and you want something pretty to look at to put your herbs in. That's where it makes sense.
0: But it ain't functional. If you're wanting to go out there and do a...
1: (laughs) If I'm trying to grow corn, it doesn't work. (laughs) No, no. Not on a large scale.
0: Right. I mean, it's just not an efficient way of going about it. Yeah. Design is something in there. And we also see a lot of people from that tradition that tend to choose poor design or I've heard other, there's another podcast out there. I won't name it right now where, um, the lady was afraid of snakes and she intentionally put her garden like in zone four because she was afraid of snakes. Um, and when you get down to it, I'm like, okay, well that's just poor design. Yeah. Don't talk about how inefficient or how, how much work it takes because you didn't govern your design on the basis of logic. And that's what I love about permaculture is that it's me and Eric have talked about this before and why we get along so great. Why I consider him such a great friend is that he thinks things as I do in terms of very pragmatic, I could be pretty bad about it too, because I can, my pragmatism will get in the way of bigger picture items that I should consider things like the people care aspect. I'm really awful about that, especially in terms of myself. A lot of times, um, that's where these people where I, you know what, in fairness, I could learn something from them in terms of people care. And I mean, starting with myself, But when it comes to these guys.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to titrate it back a little bit compared to them. Yeah. Because it's all about people care with them.
0: It's all about people care. But you know what? You got to put foot to butt and actually get some work done from time to time. All right, y'all. We're going to get into Q&A when we get back. All right. More of that temptations. All right. So right off the bat, straight out of the gates with the Q and a, um, so there's one I wanted to cover from YouTube because I get this question a lot is man. I hope I don't, I know we're going long, but I got to cover this one. And a lot of people are asking why sheep? Well, yeah. And I think we kinda covered it over previous episodes, but I'm gonna go into it a little bit more.
1: Well, first off, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that.
0: Yeah, the best meat on planet Earth as far as I'm concerned. Um hair sheep, uh kind of nearly impossible to I mean, it's impossible uh, yeah. to beat. I,
1: yeah. Kobe beef, didn't,
0: it, Kobe beef didn't even have the kind of depth of flavor. No. That uh, And I'm like, my goodness, man, we're missing a boat on no, this.
1: I think I could eat a whole half lamb at one go.
0: Eh, I think so. Well, it depends on the lamb.
1: Well, okay, the size they are right now, maybe.
0: Well, there's another reason there, too. And here's another book that I, people have asked me, hey, are you going to write the tactical permaculture book? And yeah, I will, Lord willing, in time. I got another one I want to try to get done right now Um, that I'm in the middle of, but and it's a collaboration. I think everybody's going to dig it when it does come out. But why sheep? Okay, there's another component that we talked about before. And number one, we live in very, very rough terrain. Number one, we can, number two, actually, we can get a whole lot out of a breeding pair of sheep. We got four oh, out yeah. there. We're about to bring in a ram. If each one of those guys has twins, then, th- and look, their gestation period is four months.
1: If they're not already pregnant,
0: no, they're not. Are you sure? Yeah, he said they weren't. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were away from, unless it's some surprise we don't know about. Well, these gals will produce far more meat than a breeding pair of cows. Yep. And if you add it up, it's enormous. Plus, they're better in this terrain. But I got to say, there's this other part, and this goes into that tactical permaculture part. We're getting to a world right now that's very unsure. Extremely unsure. And everything we are doing and I don't talk about it enough in the videos, that's the beauty of a podcast is that I can go into it a lot more, is there's a tactical reason for them too. If things get stupid enough, think about it. You got a cow, especially one that makes noise, Yeah, you're going to hear it. We talked about it a little while ago. Yeah. But sheep, I can hide them up in the thicket. I can keep them away. Um, I could hide them in some really, really curious places in these mountains in places where cows can never even think about getting.
1: And I mean we can pick up a sheep if need be. Yeah. Like and we, we talked can about pick one up.
0: So that's I gotta be honest with you. Um as part that that's why we're getting away from cows and stuff. We'll trade for that because I guarantee I can I can get all the cow I want for the sheep I oh, can sell yeah. or trade or whatever the case may be. Um The cool thing is, the beautiful thing is, is I can, I can, I can live this lifestyle and I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I don't have to bite my tongue. Look, we're preparing for when the worst happens. That's part of it. That's why I wear that permaculture preparedness t-shirt. You can get one from Eric Sider's YouTube channel. Go check him out. And it says it all right there. Permaculture is preparedness. Preparedness is permaculture. And I'm preparing like the like the sons of Iskar. I can see the signs of the times, and I'm making preparations for them. So there may come a time where I may need a smaller animal to put them where I want them to be. They just make better sense right now, and in the future, I'm probably going to go into greater detail. Son, what do you got?
1: Uh, one door off. He said, "Cheers, dudes, and Merry Christmas." Email away regarding the elf. Um, and then Captain Diabetes says, "I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. You have, uh, you have we, you have us uh, starting a garden and working towards having a farm." That's well, awesome. how
0: cool is that? Yeah, man. It that, starts it,
1: with the garden. That's the uh, what you said was the uh, gateway was drug. Gateway drug. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I I I never get tired of hearing that. And it's always weird when people say how much influence you had. And this is how we got to do it, y'all. And by the way. Speaking of influence, we want to evangelize this information to everybody. So I'm asking everybody in the sound of my voice, send this to at least one person. Send our podcast to another person, okay? We're trying to get this information out as far and wide as we can and the only way it's gonna happen is with your participation. So
1: post it on your social media. I guarantee you somebody's gonna stop and pause at Permaculture Pimp Cast.
0: Yeah, it's gonna get somebody's attention. Ain't yeah. no two ways about that one. Yeah. Okay, we got Adam over here asking about crows and um you know and why we would why we would court them. Okay. In a nutshell, Adam, and other people have asked this too. So it's funny that I got a lot of questions that other a lot of people have asked. So in general, I always throw at least some bread out there and the way our chickens work is they were always going to go for the easiest meal. So when we got rice chips, um, you know, whatever the case may be, they're going to get the things that they love most. And they're not even going to fool around with the bread. Yeah. That bread is out there. I throw bread out there that I get from our partners in town. The, the chickens almost never eat it. The bread is mostly for the crows. Why would I want crows on my property? Well, in my particular case, every time a bird of prey, and they're around here. Oh, yeah. Every time they're circling around, what do you see? Out of the woodworks, you don't even know where they're coming from, man. (laughs) Crows just roll up, and they run that bird out every single time.
1: But they also don't mess with our gardens or our trees or, like, the whole silver pasture area. Not the silver pasture. Well, we had corn uh, last year. um, They
0: messed with a little bit.
1: Well, do we have the chicken tractor on steroids
0: going on? Well, see, at the same time is when we, we find out that when we feed the crows and we give them a reason to be around, and believe me, a crow is like a pimp, man. They remember everything. Yeah. So you want to be nice to them if you want to keep them around. So, yeah, we court them because they and run off the birds of prey. Pimps
1: hang around pimps. <laughs>
0: remember, pimp is permaculture is my passion for any lefties that might be listening out there. So, yeah, the crows, we want them here, and I know that seems odd, but they do more harm. I mean, they do more good than harm. Because really, every time we don't lose any, well, we did lose a couple of of when they were small of the meat birds, and that was at a time when I wasn't feeding the crows.
1: Yep, got to feed the crows.
0: Yeah, we weren't, we were getting them out in a chicken tractor on steroids. They were still sprouts. I was giving them store-bought feed. Crows weren't finding a reason to show up. So what I learned was, okay, I feed the crows all year long. They help themselves and they do their job, man. They're wonderful too.
1: Um, this is from Robin Holstein, uh, Merry Christmas from the Holstein house podcast. Apparently they got their podcast up and running. So you can check them out at the Holstein house podcast. Uh, and then user Tim Healer. I don't know if you guys know who Randall Carlson is, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast talking about lost ancient technology and how it was rediscovered. Well, they just dropped the information for the public. I'm not sure if it's true, but it could change the world if it is. Was the nuclear fusion, was that it? Was that the big knowledge that they dropped on the public?
0: Oh, uh, low energy nuclear reaction, yeah. Lennar technology. Was that it? I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to Joe Rogan all that much. I mean, I, I really don't listen at all. I mean, unless it's a snippet or somebody well, specials on there. I don't know what was presented I know there.
1: somebody had announced that like in a, in a week that technology was going to be released on the world that was ancient technology or something like that. But if it's the fusion thing... Well, uh, well, like China a, did that a
0: long time ago. Well, they've, they? they've done this way back. I mean, L- Lener, n- low energy nuclear reactions. Um, yeah, it's been around for a while. And it's probably, it's like whatever's revealed to you is probably 50 years behind what they really yeah. have. Yeah. So if that comes out, well, it wouldn't shock me none. But at the same time, why would it? Because they're getting everything they want right now. Well, as far as ancient technology, I mean, if you go read the Book of Enoch, or even Genesis six, um, go back there. In fact, if you take Genesis six, stop right there, read the beginning of it, and then go read the Book of Enoch. It's kind of an exp- it's kind of an expansion of what happened at that time. Well, a lot of these things that we see these megaliths, these unbelievable structures, whether it's the pyramids or you name it, um, yeah. some of these places in Peru and all these other where they fit these blocks together so perfectly that it cannot even be done today. So we know at some point in time, some people want to call this, um, ancient aliens. Well, I think if you insert fallen angels, that might be a better fit for that, but that's yeah. another program altogether. Yeah. Kill the Mockingbirds covers a lot of that. And,
1: um, what are they say? they'll make your butt cheeks tight.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what they say, but you know, at the end of the day, you got, all these different theories as to what happens. I think it was all, I mean, I, that, I mean, I know this isn't really a podcast about that sort of thing, but I study it quite a bit at the end of the day. We want to make sure that we're looking at all different facts here because if, okay, if they were putting together these structures from back then and we have no idea how they've done it and we can't replicate it today, then clearly it was a technology far beyond anything we currently understand. If we can't replicate it, yeah, and have no idea how to even start to replicate it. Well, there's Randall Carlson, and then there's this thing. Um, it's on Netflix. I'm here, um, man. I even watched it. It was with that Graham Hancock. Yeah. Now, I don't. You know, I haven't examined his theories. You know, completely. But when you get down to brass tacks and you look at all this stuff, like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. It's all been done before, yeah. and we're only rediscovering probably. And there's so much black – like that guy Ben Rich from Lockheed, Skunk Works. Before he died, he says, you know, we got the we got the technology to take E.T. home, but it's tied up in black budgets, and it'll never see the light of day. Yeah. So, yeah, you got this breakaway civilization. And, uh, man, I probably went too far down that rabbit hole than I should have. But anyway, um, right here, check this out. Last Pimpcast, Keith is saying out there in Vegas – uh, he says, we're down here about southwest, about 90 miles away from Vegas. And he says, you know, tic tac toe in the sky, man. They're spraying everywhere.
1: Well, yeah, they got to keep that rain away so everybody uh,
0: dehydrates. Oh, yeah, to death. yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Over there at the uh, Hoover Dam and all that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah you
1: might want to move too, dude.
0: Yeah, bro. You might want to get on the first thing smoking out of there.
1: I don't think there is enough rain. I don't think there is enough rain to fill that up in time.
0: So, son, is that what you think is going on out there? Oh, yeah, probably. I'd be curious what's going on in California with these giant droughts and everything else.
1: Yeah, that's probably what's going on. They're probably, I mean, I I don't really know how weather patterns are working or anything like that or what the patterns are, but they could be like pushing the rain from California and then somehow making it cold and pushing it up through the United States. It's possible. Up through the northern and well, southeast part of the United States. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, they definitely mess with the weather and have been for a very, very long time. Or California could also just be a byproduct of messing with weather in other places. Like the climate is a delicate system. Yeah, it's a zero sum game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's going to balance itself out. So, like in the 50s, I can't remember the name of the show or anything like that, but Disney did a documentary talking about how they averted a hurricane in Miami, but created like a tornado in Kansas. Like that was the repercussions for messing with the weather.
0: Well, look at that hurricane that happened. It was right off the coast of New York. It was a massive hurricane right before nine 11. Yeah. Yeah. Look into that folks. There's a lot of stuff about that whole thing. You don't yet know about, and maybe check out the work of Dr. Judy Woods because, um, really interesting stuff. And as far as this hidden technology, I think she makes a pretty convincing case that a lot of high tech free energy devices have been, they've been around our government have had these things for a very, very long time. So now as they're dropping back fuel, it wouldn't shock me if they bring something else online in which they can lie to us, you know, but we got this other one from James and uh, he says he has a couple of questions. Uh, I'll just kind of break this down. Um well let me get to the one I can see the writing's kind of small. He was asking about Pyrenees uh feeding them eggs. Um a lot we get this question a lot as far as um how many eggs we feed our dogs. Really I can't tell you that. I really can't tell you. I mean we base it on body condition. If they look like they're getting a little too fat like Chloe. Yeah. Um and that has to do with your cousin? Yep. And feeding her in addition. Yeah.
1: Chloe has an ASPCA puppy look. So Kendra (laughs) falls for it every single time and just gives her snacks.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah. So milk boy, actually he got fed three times a day, a couple days this week because it was so cold outside and he was outside working and burning a lot of calories. So he got fed a bunch of eggs.
0: Yeah. So we basic on body condition. It's kind of hard to tell you how that works,
1: but they get eggs, organ meat, fat, meat. Yeah. I mean, they, all kinds of stuff. They get
0: all kinds of stuff. We just don't, you know, we're, it was, it all started as a way to get rid of all of our surplus eggs. when we were, you know, we had so many of them. All right, we got this last one and this is going to be from Mr. Pippin, down in Florida. Um, I can't read it all, but man, it's really, really awesome stuff. Say the Fauci doll had him cracking up. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we got one more to give away on that one. We'll talk about it maybe next program.
1: Um, remember, leave a review on the Apple podcast app or the fountain app
0: or Spotify, leave a five star review. Y'all please. If you're getting any kind of, uh, value out of what we do, please leave us a review. Um, we got this last one from Mr. Pippen and in a nutshell, basically he went to the self-reliance festival and now he is doing wonderful things. Um, can't read it all. Like I said, we're coming down to the end of this thing, but thank you so much for reaching out. Sounds like he's really doing some pretty awesome things where he says, uh, turns out, a new friend, uh, co-creator of Duck and Cup Company, ha- uh, has a homestead and runs a mobile petting zoo. <laughs> how about, dude? That would be mom's dream job. Yeah, a mobile petting zoo. A petting zoo, but
1: she doesn't rent them out to anybody. She just pets yeah. all the animals. <laughs> yeah,
0: she'd be yeah, she would look after them for you. Yeah, well, that's how it goes, man. Thank you so much. I mean, you're doing some wonderful work, and everybody out there is doing some really cool stuff. Hey remember that phone number one more time son if y'all want to leave a you want to leave a message uh, we will play a it on the air. Yeah, voicemail
1: yeah let the phone ring leave a voicemail 828-380-4419 that's 828-380-4419 All
0: right y'all tell everybody what we're doing out there until next time stay alert stay alive